It's time for Talking Jazz. Ingles gives to Gobert, rotates to O'Neal, top to bogey. How good are you? He missed it. Offensive rebound, O'Neal. Flyers it out to Clarkson. Left side to Ingles. Okay, I'll tickle the twine. Oh, they're on fire right now. 74-49, Utah. The unmistakable voice, radio voice, of the Utah Jazz, David Locke, on last night's calls the Jazz beat the Spurs. My favorite part of that whole call is, how good are you? Oh, he missed it. And then he quickly recovered. David Locke joining us right now for Talk of Jazz. But hey, you always uh, called the shot, right? I'm, I'm a believer in analytics, and bogey <laughs> on a wide open three yeah. from that spot is probably about 50%. So I figure you got a pretty good chance of, good of letting it fly. It was like when we used to have Rodney Hood. Rodney yeah. Hood from straight away shot like 45%, but any other three shot like 31%. Yeah. And my calls were completely different depending where he was on the floor. Well, that was just awesome, though. The way you, the way you handled that was just, I mean, you did not miss a beat. How good are you? He missed it. And then they finish out and end up scoring. David, so good to see you. I haven't seen you in a few weeks. A lot to talk about right now as we traded some texts. I love the first uh, thing that we're going to bring up here. You brought up a very good point in that the Spurs have played the Jazz two completely different ways. Neither one worked. But we'll start with how they played them back on January 3rd, which is entirely different from last night. You go back to that game, they didn't let Rudy or Derek roll at all. As you see, they had four guys in the paint right there. We kicked out to threes. We ended up making 21 threes in that game. We, you know, they went under Joe Ingles on a pick and roll, which frankly you should never do. Um, and so the Jazz ended up in this game in San Antonio. This is the kind of stuff Pop hates. That's why I call the timeout 40 seconds in the game where you get the early threes in transition. It's what made the Jazz are great. Um, and San Antonio is the number one transition defensive team in the league. So for us to be able to get those against the Spurs is, is really, really impressive. But they took away the roll all night long, held into the black of that paint, and the Jazz got open threes. 21 of them, in fact. Then you switch to the last night's game, and finally, by the end of the night, the Jazz got the threes. But if you watch it early, Joe and Rudy are able to play a two-man game at the top and get to the basket because they're hugging the shooters. And why? Because they don't want to allow 21 threes. And so the Jazz played a lot of stuff in the middle of the floor. They then finally were able to get Rudy at the rim for a beautiful tap-in right there from Jordan. And you saw Rudy end up having this monster night after going just two of seven uh, the last time these two teams played. Some of that's obviously Rudy runs the floor like we've seen right there. And I think the key to a lot of these highlights is you're getting transition against a team that's really good at stopping transition. But again, you saw DeJounte Murray closing out to Boyan Bogdanovich. Rudy Gobert ends up wide open the rim. Here's a half court set. Look at them. They're not collapsing in on this drive really at all. They're, leave, they're staying on their men on the outside, not allowing the corner shooters. And I think the first time the Jazz played them, they got 14 corner threes. Well, look at that. The defender on the far side just kept his face to Royce O'Neal. Didn't even worry about bogey in the post. Wow. And it leads to the Jazz getting a bucket. Well, that, I mean, perfect example of, like you phrase it, you know, the old saying, pick your poison. And it worked out well for the Jazz in this case. Are the Jazz becoming, I hate to even use this phrase, but I guess it's true, in a way more and more comfortable, maybe specifically Joe and Jordan, without Donovan and Mike. So let's be careful with this. I mean, I, I understand where you're going with this. We did have actually, you know, of these games we've played, four of them have been uh, in the worst 15 offensive games we've had all year. So, but last night, and maybe against a super tired Spurs team, 
We saw, I thought, a comfort level between us. What we're asking out of Jordan and Joe right now is pretty remarkable. I mean, Joe's the number one handler for 32, 34 minutes a night. Jordan's basically the number one option for 34 minutes a night. And if you watch on a given night, the guy guarding Jordan is usually one of the best defensive players in the league. On that time, he got a mismatch, was able to take advantage of Gorgie Jang. But if you run back through these other plays, it's Pascal Siakam, it's OG Ananobi for Toronto. It was Mikel Bridges in Phoenix guarding these guys. And so there, usually that's who's guarding Donovan or Mike. And now you've got the number one defensive option guarding De- Jordan Clarkson. And, you know, frankly, Jordan's, I think, shooting about 33% since Donovan yeah. left the offense. But that's what he has to do right now. He has to be the one taking those shots. I just think the group is beginning to understand how to play a little. And then Quinn's made some subtle changes in the rotation and groupings and who's on the floor together and how they're on the floor together. Royce O'Neal's a, a a fabulous, wonderful piece for this team, particularly when he's playing with Boyan, Mike, and Donovan, because they all want to shoot. Yeah. But when suddenly yeah. Boyan's on, when Royce is on the floor with non-shooters, Trent Forrest, Rudy Gobert, and Royce O'Neal, well, then we don't have enough guys taking shots. So you've seen these subtle little changes in the rotation, and it's worked really well. Let's continue this thought just real quick with our uh, Jazz Bites for this week because Coach Snyder was asked after the game last night if he feels like maybe the team is starting to gel a little bit without Mike and Donovan. Jazz Bites. Presented by Kimball Roofing and Repairs. You know, I, I think the rhythm is to just play the way we play and, you know, and to really defend. So regardless of who's out there, we've had, you know, different different lineups, different guys have played at various times. And, you know, I think everybody that's come in the games had that, had that mindset. Um, you know, one of the most important things for us is, is to keep the ball moving um, so that we don't play against, you know, a lot of full court pressure. And that's something that, you know, requires everybody to really be alert, um, you know, and to get off the ball at the appropriate time. Rudy, how important is it for you guys uh, collectively as a root? As, as a group to be playing well uh, once the playoffs start? I mean, really important because we have very high goals and expectations, you know, so we know that uh, the next seven games uh, is going to be one game at a time and it's going to be uh, about keep getting better and better and, 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 you know, keep having our habits and our foundation, especially defensively. Uh, so when the playoff comes, you know, we don't have, we're probably going to have to raise our level, but uh, we're already going to be, you know, having been used to play with a high level of intensity and uh, and be able to play with a high level of, of, of intensity offensively, you know, and stay poised and stay unselfish, keep moving the ball and finding the, you know, the best shots every time. All right, well, here's what they've got coming up, David. Of course, the Spurs again tomorrow. Ooh, big one, Nuggets Friday then Rockets and a new segment we're starting tonight David Locks keys to victory so David let's start with the Spurs and you've got a couple of important keys here to get a second straight win over them well we talked about that a little bit that the Spurs are the number one team in transition defensively so anytime you get transition buckets and then you heard Quinn Snyder say we've been able to play with the pass and not get caught in the half court you know frankly without Donovan and Mike we don't want to really play a lot of half court grind basketball that's not who we are our best isolate, we have three really good isolation players. They're Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson. Jordan's not as good an isolation player when the best defender's guarding him instead of having the best defender guarding Donovan or Mike, or when they don't have to hug off Donovan or Mike the same way. So, you know, we want to be able to play early and get transition buckets. The second one is not fouling. 
DeMar DeRozan came in the last five games. He had taken 13 free throws a game. That's how he lives. Last night, I don't think, I think he took two free throws the entire game. So uh, from a defensive standpoint, if we cannot foul, and from an offensive standpoint, if we can play early like you saw right there, we'll be okay. All right, then on Friday night, it's the Nuggets. And I, I think we all know what you're thinking with when you say reduce Jokic because you're not going to completely, you know, the old phrase, you know, you can only hope to contain it. So Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the league. He's the most dominant player in the league. It's actually not close. Uh, they were, they're now nine and two since Jamal Murray got hurt. They're also playing without Monty Morris, without Will Barton and without PJ Dozier. I mean, they, they have been ripped apart by injuries, but Jokic is so dominant. They're fine. What I mean by reduce his game is probably taking away his post game. In other words, when Rudy's guarding him, he doesn't like to go to the post. So he'll play on the outside more. He actually doesn't shoot the three particularly well off the pick and roll. If you can just eliminate something, his passing is otherworldly. He's Larry Bird and he's 7-1. And he's one of the great, he's Magic Johnson and he's 7-1. He's one of the great passers the game's ever seen. And he reads off any mistake you ever make. So if Rudy can guard him one-on-one, everybody else can stay on their guys. It would just limit some of the things he can do. It's when he's able to play his post game and then someone has to come help, you're dead. If somebody has to help for some other reason, he finds it, you're dead. He's that great. So uh, that's what I mean by reduce. And the second one, actually you'll have to remind me now because I suddenly had a total brain cramp, sorry, on what our graphic said. I was so worried about Jokic. I really think that's probably the only one. That was make make Porter dribble, but we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll move on to Houston now. But Sorry, right, Michael Porter yeah. Jr. is one of the great just pure catch and shoot guys in the league. I All don't right. think people realize it yet, but he's really Clay Thompson caliber shooting. You've got to make him put it on the deck. And Sorry then, about that. That's okay. Uh, for the, for the, the Rockets, the Rockets, go, the game is it's our fourth game in six nights. And so you've got to play with energy. Playing with energy leads to playing transition defense, which means you then get back defensively and put them in the half court. I actually will tell you, I think the Spurs game and the Rockets games are more important than the Denver game. The Jazz at this point just need wins. Those right, are the, right. you know, it's not necessarily who you get the wins against. It's the win- number of wins you get. Uh, to hold to the one or two seed in the playoffs. So that that the Rockets game is really just, we dictate that we're the better team. Last time we kept them in the half court, they couldn't score at all. Perfect. All right. Well, one of my favorite segments every week, of course, is the NBA Top 5 Plays presented by Matt Coma. And I suspect there might be a little lock flair to this week's edition. Roll it. So they commit to playing great defense. Number one defensive rating in the league is Kuzma goes up and under the rim. Fires it down. Kyle Kuzma's got him up on that Laker bench. Strong finish by Kuzma. It comes to Bacon. Back to Anthony. Got a screen from Wagner. Anthony for three. Got it. He thrills it with one-tenth of a second left. How about this young man? No surprise, though, right? We've seen this before. He is fearless. <laughs> One twelve to one eleven with a tenth of a second on the clock. Thought he was drawing a foul, and then he slipped on the floor as he tried to get back up. So numbers for Washington. Oh my! Hutchinson. The rim will feel that one tomorrow. My goodness. Chicago. It's his eighth game with the Wizards. Made the most of this fast break opportunity gave it up got it back Forbes Tucker made the wise decision he thought let me step back 
Oh my goodness, Mr. Hutchinson. And beat again against Shang. Joel into action and Bede for the lead. Simmons the tip did it come before the expiration of time. Did the officials allow it? Presumably they did because the final scoreboard shows 113 to 111, but the replay will bear it out. The advantages of having a 6'10 point guard who crashes down the stretch. First one to it absolutely in time. Pack your bags. We are headed to Chicago, Mark. Bobby forcing hard to his left hand. Clarkson tries to spin back to his right, beats him to the rack, and packed it! Oh, Jordan Clarkson! Wow! Well, how brilliant was this? Jordan Clarkson getting in there. Talk about flame on. That's a power move right there by Jordan Clarkson. Okay, don't ever ever accused David of not being enthusiastic about his calls. That was fantastic. By the way, I got to share this. I got to share this. If you have not seen the YouTube of Cole Anthony's post-game interview after he hits that shot, you have to go see it. I think okay. Donovan retweeted it on Twitter, so you can find it there. Search it. Find it. Stop what it. you're doing. Watch it. Okay. It's the craziest post-game interview you've ever seen from a young NBA player. I, you know, I did see that, and Donovan did tweet it. You're right. You're right. Go check that out. Uh, he, he absolutely loved it. But don't do it until after this show couple more things. Uh, David, let's talk about the playing game. Before we do that, I want to play this comment from LeBron James. I know you've heard it. He hadn't said a word about the playing game until he suddenly found his Lakers right in the thick of it. You know, if this happens to, uh, we end up at six or fifth or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the, you know, the playoff, uh, whatever that thing is, whoever came up with that shit, uh, need to be fired. Um, but whatever. Wow, David, he does not like this at all. we got about a minute here. What do you think of the play-in? And the Jazz most likely will face a play-in opponent winner. I think it's one of the best uh, additions to the NBA. We used to have a race for one and two, a race for four, and then a race for eight. And otherwise, we didn't really have a race. We now have a race for one, two, four, six, eight, and nine. It's absolutely fantastic what it's done. I don't really feel like it's devaluing anything. I don't think a seven or eight seeds won a series in about nine years. And I think four of them have won a series in about 25 years. So it's not as though those are teams that are actually gonna make a run for it. Um, and it's added an intrigue. I find myself waking up in the morning and the first thing I'm checking is the schedule that night to see what games are happening. Yeah. Boston, Miami right now in the East, one of them's heading to a plane. It's incredible. Over in the West, Portland, Dallas, and the Lakers, one of them's heading to the play-in. And we might have Dame Lillard versus Steph Curry in a play-in oh, game. My word, like, yeah. I'm watching that. And there's yeah. a chance we got LeBron James versus Steph Curry in a play-in game in which somebody better have a cardiac team next to Adam Silver. Absolutely. But other than that, other like, than that, it's – I mean, actually, that's not a good answer for the league anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's – I think it's a great advent to the league. It's made every game important. It's taken away tanking. And it's made teams play really, really hard. Frankly, San Antonio better come out against us because with another loss, if New Orleans beats Golden State here in their opportunity after blowing it uh, last exactly. night, yeah. then suddenly San Antonio's on the rocks. And I, like I said, LeBron didn't have anything to say about it until he found himself in it. All right, we'll I be right back. Wrap up I haven't days. heard Mark Cuban in a while either. Exactly. <laughs> out of it. We'll be back.